Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks on our podcast, Help for the Wounded Spirit, Help for Wounded Spirits. And I always want to put a the in there, Stephanie, but with us is a uh, my co-host, my friend, Stephanie Wesco. How are you this morning, Stephanie? I am rejoicing in the Lord, Doug. So today, so yesterday's podcast had Eliphaz, who's a total knucklehead. We're in, we're in agreement. He's a knucklehead. He's a, uh, he's a narcissist. He's, uh, he's out to make Job look bad, to do those different kinds of things. And, and boy, he just inched away, called him wicked, said he traveled around in pain and, uh, said that all these things were going to happen to him, that grapes, uh, the grapes that weren't even mature yet were falling off the trees. The flower off the olive trees were going. I mean, just slams them. It, it would be like us today saying, your car's no good, your wife's ugly, you don't deserve to go to work. I mean, he's slapping them around. Basically, I think, I almost think in my mind that he wants Job to sit there and say, yeah, this is all my fault. And, mm-hmm. uh, and there's people in the world like that, Stephanie, that are, are looking yeah. and, and they want people to, even if they got to lie, just say it's my fault. Don't do it, folks. Don't be yeah. that person that comes along and says, oh, it's all my fault. Just say, get out. You know, leave me alone, man. Uh, uh, no narciss- We got to make a sign that says no narcissism here with that uh, diagonal Amen. line that goes there. Huh? Amen. I agree with you. 100%. Oh, praise God. We could sell them, man. We could, we could become millionaires. We're going to let one of you, our listeners, become a millionaire. And if you do, send us a couple months of the pay to keep this uh, Facebook <laughs> I mean, this. <laughs> This broadcast going, but here we are. It says, then Job in verse number. So we're in chapter 16 of the book of Job and Eliphaz gets done. And uh, we're in our 150th podcast. It's unbelievable. We're in our 150th podcast, but we're at 150th podcast. And, and Job's going to answer this guy. And uh, so that's what's going on here. It said, then Job answered and said, I have heard many such things, miserable comforters, I y'all. And in the South, they'd say, you guys stink, is the way that would be translated down here. And uh, shall vain words have an end, or what emboldeth thee that thou answered? I could also speak uh, as ye do, if your soul were in my soul's stead. I could heap up words against you and shake my head at you. But I would strengthen you with my mouth, in the moving of my lips should assuage your grief. I've always liked that word, assuage. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. But I strengthen you with my mouth. In the moving of my lips should assuage you. It should, it should show you, hey, get over your grief, dude. I'm the one hurting. I'm the one who lost everybody. I'm the one not having prime rib anymore. I'm the one who don't have kids anymore. I'm the one that doesn't have a house to live in. I'm the one who lost the jacuzzi. I'm the one whose life is upside down. I've lost my servants. That's what he's saying there. And though I speak, my grief is not assuaged. And though I forbear, what am I eased? But now he hath made me weary that thou hast made desolate all my company. And thou hast filled me with wrinkles, which is a witness against me and leanness riseth up in the beareth witness to my face. He teareth me in a wrath, who hateth me. He gnasheth upon me with his teeth. Mine enemy sharpeneth his eyes upon me. They have gaped upon me with their mouth. They have smitten me upon their cheek reproachfully. 
and they have gathered themselves together against me. I just want to stop here and say, they're gathering other people against him. They're causing him wrinkles. They're causing people to stay away. His company's desolate. They're hurting this dude. People, stop hurting people out there. If you're a hurter, stop it. If you're a kinder, do more of it, praise God. Be out there and be kind to people like this. And, uh, and, and it says, God hath delivered me to the ungodly and turned me over onto the hands of the wicked. And uh, he's talking about his friends there, man. Boy, he's, he's shooting right there at old Eliphaz, Bildad, and uh, uh, Zophar. I was at ease, but he hath broken me asunder. He hath also taken me by the neck and shaken me to pieces and set me up for the mark. His archers compass me around bout. He cleaveth my reins asunder and doth not spare. He poureth out my gall upon the ground. He breaketh me with breach upon breach. He runneth upon like a giant. I have sewed sackcloth upon my skin and defiled my horn in the dust. My face is foul with weeping, and my eyelids is the shadow of death. And boy, I've seen people where eyelids look like the shadow of death. Not for any injustice in mine hands, also my prayer is pure. O earth, cover up thou my blood, and let me cry, have no place. Also now behold my witnesses in heaven, and my record is on high. My friends scorn me, but mine eye poureth out tears unto God. O oh, that one might plead for a man with God, as man pleadeth for his neighbor. When a few years are come, then I shall go the way whence I shall not return. Man, he's saying, boy, God's doing all this to me, but I want to assure you my heart's pure. I want to assure yeah. you that I'm praying to the God in heaven. I want to assure yeah. you that you guys are, you know, that God is ruining my record, but that, uh, and I think, and I messed up when I said that earlier, God's made things desolate. People don't want to be around the loser. People don't want to be around the guy who lost the entire ranch. People don't want to be around the former richest man in the world. They don't matter anymore. They're has-beens. And, and, uh, and I mean, Stephanie, as we're going through this, I mean, what's coming to your mind as he's talking about God taking everybody away from him and, and God causing all these problems? But then he says, but it's okay. My heart's pure. My prayers are pure. I'm praying to God and my record is on the most high. It's in heaven. And, uh, you know, this may be a few years is what he says. He's accepting, uh, but it's going to be all right. I mean, what, what comes to your mind as we just went through chapter 16? Again, we have the contrast of Aliphaz, just like with Bildad so far. Um, he, uh, he came at Job, attacking Job, speaking of, of complete, nothing about God. It's yeah. all just about how wicked and rotten Job is. Job turns again. Job's, Job's keeping his focus on the Lord. Yes, he's struggling. Yes, he is being torn. Um, I mean, he has friends that are literally, he, he teareth me, you know, who hateth me. He gnasheth upon me with his feet. Mine enemy sharpeneth his eyes upon me. I mean, he's not referring to these guys as his enemy. Yeah. And um, they literally had, I believe they were, um, I mean, to use that term, they're um, gnashing upon him with their teeth. Yeah. Um, they're chewing him up with their words hatred, and stuff. Which yeah. Tells me, yeah. I mean, it tells me that these guys are beyond questioning Job's sin level. Literally, they've allowed their thought, process, thought processes to be so perverted that they literally hate Job at this point. Yeah. And 
they hate him, they're hating him more and more because he is maintaining that he is innocent before God of transgression. Yeah. And um, I love in verse 19 how he says, And now behold, my witness is in heaven, and yeah. my record is on high. My friends scorn me, but mine eye poureth out tears unto God. Yeah. And Job, Job comes back around after going through everything again, rehearsing in, in even more terms what, what he feels like he's going through and what God's doing. Yeah. He comes back around to says, my witness. He's saying, you guys aren't my witness. Yeah. You guys are not my judge. You guys don't know the truth. Yeah. My witness is in heaven. Yeah. And, and wow. His it, record is on high. That's yeah. powerful. And when you are innocent yeah. and righteous because of Christ, when you are righteous in that place that you can say, my witness is in heaven and my record is on high, that's a good place to be. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he's you know, trying you... hard here. He's trying. Yeah. He's trying. And he even says in, in, in verse 5, and, uh, uh, you know, I, I think before we go into verse 5, I think Eliphaz tried for the knockout. I think the friends keep on getting more wicked. I think more and more they're trying mm -hmm. to knock him out of his beliefs. More and more they're trying to make him negative. More and more they're trying to bring him down. Yeah. Uh, but there in 5, look what he says. But I would strengthen you with my mouth. And the movement of my lips should assuage your grief. You know, he, he's saying, listen, I'm trying to strengthen you here. I'm the one with boils all over my body. I'm the one whose health went to pot. I'm the one who lost the house. I'm the one who lost the animals. I'm the one who lost the servants. I'm the one who lost my kids. And he's saying, I'm willing to help you. And I mean, Job is not always in this good place. I mean, we're going to see as we go into 17, yeah. and, you know, he goes back. He goes from despair to to the right place, to the wrong place. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Eliphaz, in my mind, I'm thinking Eliphaz is trying to score some kind of knockout with him. I don't know. I, I mean, yeah. uh, remember we said last podcast, what's the end game? What does Eliphaz get out of this? Why? And, and let me ask you this, Stephanie. Why would somebody try to ruin someone's life who's dying, hurting, everything's gone? Because someone like that has a very, very, very um, sick mind. Yeah. If the rubber meets the road, that's the best way I can put it. And I think the bottom line, too, is understanding narcissism, is understanding that, that Jezebel spirit, that spirit of control and pride and selfishness, that's devilish. And these guys' end game was to make themselves feel better about themselves. Yeah. Um, it's not that they love Job. If they really loved Job, this would not have been their response. And there would have been respect there for him as at the very least their brother and their friend not to mention the fact that this guy has been through things they cannot begin to understand and i see absolutely no sign that these guys loved job at all yeah. i see that there was an end game to, for their own pride yeah yeah um, the, the end game is somehow you know whenever you're dealing whenever you're dealing with wicked people or people with wicked hearts or people trying to make you look bad it's it's followed by you know it's it's happening because of pride, it's followed in a prideful way. Uh, I just think that here we are, we're dealing with a situation where, uh, in my mind, in my mind as I, as I look at this, that Eliphaz must be thinking to himself, there's some gain in this for him, and the gain is I guess mm -hmm. to be able to sit around at the local diner while getting your bacon eggs home fries. Man, I could use some bacon eggs and home fries right now. Well, while you're sitting there with a cup of coffee, a glass of orange juice, and a side of grits with a haul of butter on top, 
And, and you can say, man, I remember Job. You know, I, I told him it was him. He was all wicked. I remember Job. Then you slap down another over easy. Man, I remember yeah. Job. And, and I think that's what this is all about. So maybe it's so you can stand up in front of people and preach, hey, you guys remember Job? Yeah, he was wicked. He did all these things. Uh, you know, after he's dead, that's what, some people are like that, yeah. Stephanie. Some people, uh, some people go after dead people. Yeah. And somehow they feel like that makes them yeah. better, stronger. Uh, you know, I was taught from the time I was small, we don't speak ill of the dead. And I'm going to tell you something else that, that really bums me is when you lie about the dead. You know, I, I think right yeah. there, I think that's, I think that's as wicked you know what? You're Eliphaz right there. I think that, uh, uh, you know, Eliphaz could do that. And there's people, you know, there's people listening to us and their hearts are hurting and their lives are upside down, Stephanie, and they've got an Eliphaz in their life. And it may be an Eliphaz or a girl's name, Eliphaz. Uh, it may be, you know, who <laughs> Eileen Faz. I don't know. I can't think of a name that goes with Eliphaz. But you know what I'm saying. It could be a guy or a gal. Mm -hmm. And, and in most cases, the people who hurt you the most are the people you love. These are people that Job loved. And so, so if there's a lady, if there's a man out there listening right now and, uh, and, 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 and they love somebody, but they know they're an Eliphaz, I mean, what do we do? I think you respond with the heart of Christ in that you don't respond evil for evil. Yeah. You don't... Um, recompense to no man evil for evil but then god says provide things honest in the sight of all men yeah you don't recompense evil for evil but you don't indulge and you don't cover yeah. and sometimes there is reasons you know if it be possible live peaceably with all men it's not always going to be possible and um it is impossible to live peaceably with narcissists yeah and um you can try you can give them the benefit of the doubt. You can open yourself up to them over and over and over again and get slammed over and over and over again. That's what's happening to Job. Um, you're not going to win with a narcissist. And no. you may need to separate um, for your protection. If you're a parent and you are allowing narcissists around your children, yeah. that is allowing toxin, that is allowing poison into your home, into you, the yeah. spirit of your home, into your children's lives. You need to get away from it. Um, God does not give us the spirit of fear, but a power and of love and a sound mind. And the spirit of fear always accompanies with the manipulation of a narcissist on a person. And I've experienced it and I've seen it over and over again, where that spirit of fear of, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to make them mad at me. I don't want to offend them. Well, Jesus wasn't afraid to get the Pharisees mad at him. Jesus had a disciple, Judas who I would qualify as a narcissist. Yeah. And everything Judas did, when you read through the Gospels, and especially when you read through them over and over, Judas was a thief. He was always concerned about himself when the rubber met the road. He was never concerned when the rubber met the road about glorifying God. And um, if your life is about keeping someone happy with you, if your life is about making sure a certain person doesn't get angry with you, if you were living in fear of a person and fear of their rage, fear of their control, fear of what they're going to think of you, you're not living for God. Job chose to love God more than anything else in the world. Yeah. 
And I think when the rubber met the road, that's what was making his friends mad because he wasn't living in fear of them. He was living in fear of him that could destroy both body and soul to use a verse from, you know, the new Testament and Job's friends focus was not on the Lord. It was not even on what God was possibly trying to do in the midst of this trial. It was completely on. They had this tunnel vision that Job was this evil. They almost help it make him come across as um, reprobate. You know, that this guy, he is so, Job is now so far gone. He has lied. He has this, he has that. That that's how they're presenting their their case to him and their terms just keep getting worse and worse in the way that they're presenting Job and I love that in chapter 16 Job very clearly tells his friends that if he was in their shoes he would be trying to help them he'd be trying to comfort them he'd be trying to come alongside them and he says you know when you're speaking to me my grief is not assuaged that's pretty much what he's saying to them and even though I forbear why am I not eased? Job's been trying to treat these friends with a level of decency and coming back with who God is, being open, being honest, and it's not changing anything. And I think it's just very important that as you know, he goes through and he talks about what his friends do and then what God's allowing in his life. Yeah. I love that at the end of it, like we said before, he comes back around to God and says, my witness is in heaven. Yeah. In other words, I'm, I'm just, this is in God's hands. And the fact that Job was at that point in the midst of this trauma, in the midst of battling so many things in his own heart and mind, he comes back around again to the fact that my witness is in heaven. Even if my friends are scorning me, scorning me, I know I can pour my heart out to the Lord. It says, my eye poureth out tears unto God. And verse 21 is beautiful. He says, oh, that one might plead for a man with God. Yeah, he wants a hearing with God. He's, he, he's, he's pleading again for me. He wants, he wants God. He, he wants, uh, yeah. 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 Well, and, and I look at how blessed we are that we have a man. We have the God man. We have Jesus Christ that intercedes for us, that pleads yeah. with, you know, with God for us. Yeah. And to me, that's huge that and, we have a God in heaven that intercedes on your behalf. And I think when you think about that, it gives you a reason to smile in the midst of the trial. It gives you hope to keep pressing on because we do have, Job did not have Jesus to look to the way we have him today. He didn't have the Holy Spirit indwelling him the way we have the Holy Spirit indwelling us as God's children. And, um, when I look at 21, I see it as a plea for the Savior. And yeah. to me, that's a beautiful, beautiful thing that Job was looking ahead um, through the eye of faith. He knew that his God was faithful, even in the midst of the trauma, even in the midst of the ups and downs. He was trusting in God and and looking for and hoping for that Savior that yeah. would intercede for him. Yeah, yeah, no, I think that's great. I, As a matter of fact, I'm, I'm blown away here as we transition to 21 and that we see that he's pleading again for uh just a just an intercessor you know we have an intercessor we have christ mm -hmm. and and folks as we were just reading that i was just looking at this with stephanie there is a song coming out of job 16. i guarantee you there will be a job 16 song coming out of the wesco worshipers and uh, uh it will be written by our <laughs> pens 
We may not even make it through the night, even though we got 1,640 things to do. We're going to get a song out of that bad boy. But this is why. This is the important thing. Uh, Job's saying, hey, my friends are going to scorn me. Uh, you know, uh, but my record is in heaven. It's on high. Uh, my witness is in heaven. And, and folks, that's where our witness needs to be. And if you're listening to me today, I don't care what's going on in your life. Make your witness in heaven. Uh, don't worry about those who scorn you unrighteously. Don't worry about those who stab you in the back after you've been stabbed in the front. Don't worry about those who do those different things. Listen, uh, we've, got, we've got a God in heaven. And uh, put your record on high. Read your Bible. Study your Bible. Uh, treat people kindly. Look out for one another. There's so many things we can learn uh, on a positive side of the negative side of Eliphaz. Eliphaz is a jerk. We're not far from a old Bildad the Shuhite, the shortest guy in the Bible coming back with his knuckleheaded situation. But I'm just saying that you, there's going to be Eliphazes, and there's going to be Bildads, and there's going to be Zophars, and there's going to be people in our life who are out to hurt us and people in our life who are out to scorn us and people in our life who are out to set us upside down and people in our life that want to make us look bad. But we've got God. And what Job's saying, everything's gone. Friends, you know what he's saying? I have no house. I no longer have any kids. I have no servants. I no longer have steers. You know, we're not having Jack Stack's barbecue every night anymore. We're not eating the good beans. I mean, life is upside down. But you know what I have? I have God and that's enough. I think that's what Job is saying here. My record's with God. Now he's pleading for a meeting with God. Now we're not going to put anything in the Bible. We're not going to, we're going to show you what's in the Bible. We're not going to show you what's not in the Bible. But in the Bible right here, I think is Job's attempt again uh, to get his friends away from him and uh, to give it all to God. And I think we're going to learn a whole lot as we continue on with this. I think over the next few weeks, we're going to end in this book, and you're going to see some great things happen. But uh, we're just thrilled and honored to be with you folks. And uh, uh, we just we would love to talk to you sometimes. Look us up on Helpful Wounded Spirits, and uh, you will uh, be able to drop us a line, drop us a text. We sure do love you folks. Hey, listen to this very important salvation message. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. One of the more exciting things about our ministry is being able to tell people how they can know for sure they're saved and believe in Jesus Christ and spend eternity in heaven. The Bible tells us there's four things we need to know to be saved. The first thing it tells us is we're all sinners. The Bible says there are none righteous. It says that everybody in the world is a sinner. The second thing that the Bible teaches us is there's a price on sin. The Bible says for the wages of sin is death. The third thing and the good news that the Bible teaches us today is it says, but God commendeth his love toward us while we were yet sinners before we were even born, Christ died for us. So we can know we're a sinner. We can know there's a price on sin, but thank God that Christ died for us. Then the Bible says we must speak it in our mouth and believe it in our heart that all we need to do is pray to God, believe it in our heart that Christ has died for our sins and ask him to save us in Jesus Christ's name. And you know what, folks? He will. If we can do anything to help you in that area, please send us a message. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at woundedspirits.com.